is Planet X. Planet X. Planet X. <laughs> Dr. Gonzo, and this one's introduced by is a 60-minute program where we listen to tracks from an album introduced by the artist who made the album. Thanks for listening, and this one's introduced by Australian singer Gary Gray made his appearance in 1974 with the long-lost group Judas Iscariot and the Traitors with Chris Walsh and released the Stooges cover Shake Appeal. With the addition of Ollie Olsen and Peter Cave, the pair formed The Reels in 1975 and were to become one of Melbourne's few original punk bands. With the departure of Olsen, The Reels brought in Michael Holmes on guitar to become The Negatives in 1977 and contributed the eerie planet on the prowl to the faux punk compilation Lethal Weapons on Suicide Records in 1978. The negatives folded a year later, Holmes joining up with Paul Kelly and the Dots, Walsh joining the Moodists and Grey forming the Sacred Cowboys with Mark Ferry, Terry Doolan, Janice Friedenfields, also known as Johnny Crash, Ian Forrest and Andrew Piccolo. Gary Gray will be introducing songs from the Sacred Cowboys and from Gary Gray and the Sixth Circle, whose album Diamond in the Forehead came out in 2015 on the Off the Hip label. I'm Paul Elliott with And This One's Introduced By on Community Radio 3CR. It wasn't too dissimilar to the Beatles. Gary Gray and Mark Ferry were watching Get Smart on TV in early 1982 when they met their guru the groovy guru he said we're through cogitating we're through meditating we've given up infiltrating and now we're going to start demonstrating and eliminating and so the sacred cowboys came about the first line up featured Myself, Mark Ferry, Terry Doolan, Janus Friedenfeld, otherwise known as Johnny Crash, Andrew Piccolo, and Ian Forrest. We recorded Nail to the Cross as potentially our second single, but uh, it got lost in the air conditioning at Richmond Recorders, and uh, uh, we found it sometime later. To bring this one in from Louis Ferdinand Celine and Journey to the End of the Night. A God who counts the minutes and the pence. A desperate God, sensual and grunting like a pig. A pig with wings of gold which tumbles through the world with exposed belly waiting for caresses. Lo, tis he, behold our master. Embrace. Embrace. 
He is nailed to the cross. This next tune is called Twisted Nerve by way of introduction from William Burroughs' The Soft Machine. Who am I to be critical? You wouldn't believe how hot things were when I left the States. I knew this one pusher who wouldn't carry any shit on his person, just shoot it in the line. Ten, twenty grains over and above his own absorption, according to the route he was servicing and piss it out in bottles for his customers so if the heat came up on them they cop out as degenerates so Doc Benway assessed the situation and came up with this brainchild once in the upper baboon asshole I was stung by a scorpion 
The sensation is not dissimilar to a fix. Hmm. So he imports this special breed of scorpions and feeds them on metal meal. And the scorpions turned a phosphorescent blue colour and sort of hummed. Now we must find a worthy vessel, he said. So we flush out this old goofball artist and put the scorpion to him and he turned sort of blue. And you could see he was fixed right to metal. These scorpions could travel on radar beam and service the clients after Doc coped for the bread. It was a good thing while it lasted and the heat couldn't touch us.
Well, doggies. From the worst band ever. This song, Nothing Grows in Texas, catapulted us to national infamy or indifference. And it was, of course, Molly Meldrum's fabulous countdown. I think we came into the picture around about, I think Fernando had been number one for about 730 weeks by this time. And so to bring this tune in from Norman Mailer's Executioner's Song, The Desert News. Slayer wants to keep death date. Provo, AP, November 1. Unless he changes his mind and appeals, or the courts and the governor intervene, a 35-year-old parolee convicted of murdering a hotel clerk will keep his November 15 execution date. You sentence me to die. Unless it's a joke or something, I want to go ahead and do it, Gilmore said yesterday. Fourth District Court Judge Bullock told Gilmore he could still change his mind and appeal, and an attorney for Gilmore said he would prepare the appeal papers just in case Gilmore decides to appeal. Rio Grande with the man 
Vision that's kind of minor, a little town down in Indochina, Bangkok. And this from Meditations in Green by Stephen Wright. Wurlitzer had been thinking about it for some time now. If you extended your tour, volunteered to spend another six months in Nam, you got 30 day leave to any place in the free world. And the army provided or paid for the transportation. A procession of blue-skinned monks in orange robes filed down stairs of stone, a yak's butter lamp in each hand, the tinkle-tinkle of tiny bells echoing through a vast and cold emptiness. And there was dynamite dope virtually lying in heaps all over the place. Daydreaming again, Wurlitzer hopped into a jeep for a quick trip to the PX to buy a bag of M&Ms. Outside the gate he felt a bump and discovered he had run over an old man. The beggar was dead on arrival at the 92nd EVAC. What can I say, said Wurlitzer. Accident, said the MPs.
Next we have Hell Sucks from our Trouble from Providence album. This was the second single from that album. And to bring it in, a little something from Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. Going up that river was like travelling back to the earliest beginnings of the world, when vegetation rioted on earth and the big trees were kings. An empty stream, a great silence, an impenetrable forest. The air was warm, thick, heavy, sluggish. There was no joy in the brilliance of sunshine. The long stretches of the waterway ran on, deserted, into the gloom of overshadowed distances.
Hi, this is Gary Gray and you're listening to And This One's Introduced By on Community Radio 3CR. Thanks for listening. The next song I'll be playing for you is Trouble From Providence. And before we listen to that, I have a poem from Vladimir Mayakovsky called Great Big Hell of a City. Windows split the city's great hell into tiny hellots, vamps with lamps. The car's red devils exploded their yells right in your ear, rearing on their rumps. And there, under a signboard with herrings from Kirch, an old man knocked down, stooping to search for his specks, sobbed aloud when a tram with a lurch whipped out its eyeballs in the twilight splurge. In the gaps between skyscrapers, full of blazing ore, where the steel of trains came clattering by, an aeroplane fell with a final roar into the fluid oozing from the sun's hurt eye. Only then, crumpling the blanket of lights, night loved itself out, lewd and drunk, and beyond the street suns, the sorriest of sights, sank the flabby moon, unwanted old junk. Something stirring in the firmament When I hear the word culture I undo the safe catch Of my gun Hearts and flowers, my dear friends I will send Providence called me away from This town many years ago from the hours where they lay in wait The embodiment of the outrage One sinless man Had it under his skin Bought us a little trouble from Providence Trouble 
the firmament When I hear the word culture I undo the same cash Of my gun So the next group of songs come from a project I started with Robert Brokenmouth and a guy named Kingsley Stewart back in Adelaide some years ago. Uh, in the process I worked a bit with James McCann and uh, the ultimate group that uh, made this album, uh, Diamond in the Forehead, was called Gary Gray and the Sixth Circle and that featured the late great Spencer P. Jones, Tex Napalm, Angela Howard, Graham Ward, Chris Taranto and Rob Wellington. We made this album thanks to Andrew McGee's hospitality out at Nagambi and it was mastered by Lindsay Gravina. The first song I'm going to play is called Our God Hangs. And to bring that one in, continuing from Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. There were moments when one's past came back to one, as it will sometimes when you have not a moment to spare to yourself. But it came in the shape of unrestful and noisy dreams, remembered with wonder amongst the overwhelming realities of this strange world of plants and water and silence. And this stillness of life did not, in the least, resemble a peace. It was the stillness of an implacable force brooding over an inscrutable intention. It looked at you with a vengeful aspect. 
I got used to it afterwards. I did not see it any more. I had no time. Cadillacs is coming up next. Here's something from Tom Wolfe, the candy-coloured tangerine flake streamline baby. All this time, Tech Smith from Hot Rod magazine 
who brought me over to the place, is trying to lead me to the customised car exhibit. Tom, I want you to see this car that Bill Churchenberry built, the silhouette, which is to say, here are 200 kids ricocheting over a platform at high noon and a speedy little boat barrelling around and around and around in a round swimming pool and I seem to be the only person who is distracted. The customised car exhibit turns out to be the Ford Custom Car Caravan which Ford is sending all over the country. At first with the noise and peripheral motion and the incohate leching you are liable to be doing, what with bouffant nymphets rocketing all over the place, these customised cars do not strike you as anything very special. Obviously they are very special, but the first thing you think of is the usual, you know, that the kids who own these cars are probably skinny little hoods who wear t-shirts and carry their cigarette packs by winding them around in the t-shirt up near the shoulder. But after a while I was glad I had seen the cars in this natural setting which was, after all, a kind of Plato's Republic for teenagers. Fins, Dave. 
culture forever. Diamond in the forehead. Here, Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now. Horror and moral terror are your friends. If they are not, then they are enemies to be feared. They are truly enemies. I remember when I was with special forces Seems a thousand centuries ago. We went into a camp to inoculate some children. We left the camp after we had inoculated the children for polio and this old man came running after us and he was crying. He couldn't see. We went back there and they had come and hacked off every inoculated arm. There they were in a pile, a pile of little arms. And I remember, I, I, I cried. I wept like some grandmother. I wanted to tear my teeth out. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I want to remember it. I never want to forget it. I never want to forget. And then I realised, like I was shot, like I was shot with a diamond, a diamond bullet right through my forehead. And I thought, my God, the genius of that, the genius. They will do that, perfect, genuine complete, crystalline, pure. And then I realised they were stronger than we because they could stand that. These were not monsters. These were men, trained cadres. These men who fought with their hearts, who had families, who had children, who were filled with love, but they had the strength the strength to do that. If I had ten divisions of those men, our troubles here would be over very quickly. You have to have men who are moral and at the same time who are able to utilise their primordial instincts to kill without feeling, without passion, without judgement without judgment because it's judgment that defeats us. Freedom. 
song I have for you is a tune called Eight Dragons and to bring that one in from Acorn by Yoko Ono Life Piece One An old Japanese warrior who belonged to the famous Bayakote Youth Regiment and who survived the Battle of Suribachi Mountain at the turn of the century told this story on a radio program when I was a child. I survived because I was too young to be a good swordsman. I mainly ran. From behind a tree I witnessed a famous old warrior surrounded by enemy swordsmen fighting for his life. The warrior kept twisting and shifting his body, placing his body under the enemy sword at an angle in which it was difficult for the blade to slice the body. He kept placing his body at that angle as the swords kept coming down on him. From where I stood, it looked as though he was dancing a graceful dance. Suddenly I noticed that he was in a very different position. I did not see it happening because it was done so gradually and subtly. 
but somehow he removed himself from the centre of the circle of swords. His enemies were now behind him. After the battle he showed me his clothes and his body. All his clothes were shredded into pieces, but his body had only small cuts he called scratches. That's when he taught me how to place your body under the blades. This story helped me at one point in my life when I was attacked from all directions and had to make a series of quick decisions and moves. Tell us if there is any story that helped you to survive.
I'm Gary Gray from the Sacred Cowboys, and you're listening to Radical Radio 3CR. Please subscribe to help make us stronger online at 3cr.org.au or give us a call on 03-9419-8377. Thanks for listening to an episode of And This One's Introduced By. I'm Dr Gonzo and I'll be presenting another artist with another album next time on This One's Introduced By. Catch you next time. about alcohol, about pornography, whatever that is. What business is it of yours what I do, read, buy, see, or take into my body as long as I do not harm another human being on this planet? And for those of you out there who are having a little moral dilemma in your head how to answer that question, I'll answer it for you. None of your fucking business. Take that to the bank, cash it, and go fucking on a vacation out of my life. But see, here's their argument to that each and every time. But we have to protect the children. We have to protect the children. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Children are smarter than any of us. You know how I know that? I don't know one child with a full-time job and children. (laughs) Yeah, they're quick, these kids, man. They're fucking quick. But where did this veneration of childbirth come from? I missed that meeting, I'll tell you that. Oh, childbirth is such a miracle. It's such a miracle. Wrong. No more a miracle than eating food and a turd coming out of your ass. You know what a miracle is? A miracle is raising a kid who doesn't talk at a fucking movie theater. That, that. There's your goddamn miracle. If it were a miracle, then not every nine months any yin-yang in the world could drop a litter of these mewling fucking cabbages on the planet. And in case you have not checked a single mom statistics lately, the miracle is spreading like fucking wildfire. Hallelujah. Trailer parks all over America, filling up with little miracles. Thunk, thunk, thunk. Look at all my little miracles, thunk. Filling up my trailer like a sardine can. Look at them, thunk. You know it'd be a real miracle if I could remember your daddy's name, goddammit, thunk. I guess I'll have to call you Trucker Junior. That's all I remember about your daddy was his fuzzy little pot belly riding on top of me, shooting his caffeine-ridden semen into my belly to produce my little waterhead miracle baby child. Thunk. There's your brother, Pizza Boy Delivery Junior. Thunk. There's your other brother, Exterminator Junior. Thunk. There's your other brother, Will Work for Food Junior. Thank you very much. Good night. <laughs>